0: Hello and welcome to Monument Talk, the inaugural episode Monument Talk, new Yankees podcast by SB Nation and Pinstripe Alley. I am your host Kenny Crocker here with the other host Matt Mayo. What's up, guys? How we doing, Matt?
1: Pretty good, Ken. How are you?
0: Pretty good. We just caught the end of the Yankee game and uh, pretty solid win. We're actually not going to talk about it that much because we're going to talk about what happened last week. Um, and I think first off, we're just going to jump into some news right off the off some news topics right off the bat. Uh, first off, Kikuchi, from last night, <laughs> clearly got stuff on his, on his hat, right? Stuff on his brim, uh, they asked Boone about it today, first he had no comment, and then <laughs> a little while later says, yeah, we looked at it and had some thoughts about it, but I don't really have anything public to say about it, we'll try to handle it behind the scenes how we think is proper. Tough.
1: Yeah, so, Michael Kay was talking about it during the game last night because it was clearly visible and they brought it up at, like, the seventh or eighth inning. And um, he mentioned something, and O'Neill was talking about it, too, that hitters don't care about it. They actually, like, are more into it because they, like, want the guys to have control better control of the ball. So I think there, it's just more of, like, a disrespectful mm-hmm. thing that I was reading a little bit about today where it's like, hey, man, just be better. Do a little bit of a better yeah. job. Don't have it on the entire... Um, bottom of your brim similar similar to Pineda a few years ago with the socks oh yeah it was on his neck it was on his neck and the red Sox after were like hey man just do a little bit of a better job hiding it like don't make it clear as clear as day you're like almost trying to show us up a little bit I guess it's maybe one of those unwritten baseball rules that people uh, talk about yeah I think it's like taking your phone
0: out at the Thanksgiving dinner table just keep it under the table (laughs) you know have a little respect for the grandparents. <laughs> I think uh, actually, maybe uh, they quoted him saying something about it. He doesn't really care. I think like all pitchers do it. I'm sure some of the Yankee pitchers are doing it. Uh, really not that big of a deal. And
1: yeah, and you even mentioned it. Like he literally went to his hat every, every after pitch. every pitch last night. Come so on. it's it's kind of like look if everybody's doing it, just kind of just, just clean like, it up. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, another news article today uh, talking about. Herman possibly having an innings limit. Looks like he's right now on pace to have about 190 innings uh, on the season. Uh, I guess if he keeps up this rate, they'll keep pitching him as much as they are. Uh, but um, it looks like they might stop him at around 150 innings. Real question is, would he be the ace right now, even if Seve was still in the lineup? Tough to say because you don't know how he'd perform. But, I mean, he's seven games in. He's 6 one one, two, three, five ERA. 0.89 whip and 1.4 WAR. It's Paxton's the second best pitcher on the Yankees right now, and he's got a 3.11 ERA, 1.19 whip. Uh, so, I mean Tanaka's kind of trailing behind both of them. Those numbers are pretty much at the top of the entire league, I'd say at this point.
1: Yeah, he's he's pretty nasty. Uh, it's tough to say if he'd be the ace. Like you never know what Severino would be doing, but like it's kind of I know Luizaga didn't didn't pitch great last night um Hap kind of did his thing today just I mean they oh, they threw a one hitter today um but the, you can't really complain about the starting pitching of the Yankees like it's been pretty pretty lights out um and Hermann's herman has been great uh as far as the innings limit I also didn't realize that Herman was 27 um was 26 okay 26 gonna be 27 um uh I thought he was a lot younger, um, and that he came over from the Marlins in the Evaldi trade, whenever that was. Um, so, uh, well, when do inning, innings limits stop? Like, I figured, like, twenty at 27, I, I get that, like, you're up and down, and you don't pitch as much in the minors, but, like, I mean, he's getting, he's getting up there. When do you just kind of turn these guys loose? Yeah, I mean, he's actually logged a bunch of innings for being, I mean, 26
0: isn't that young. I feel like angry Uncle Larry Rothschild might just... Kind of let it go, maybe especially if he's still pitching that well at the end of the season. Add another forty innings, really isn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. But I guess that kind of depends on how the season ends
1: up. Yeah, and and I think I think in a perfect world, it's he comes back after. uh, I'm sorry, um, after the All Star break when he's when his numbers really getting up there. You got to think that hopefully, knock on wood, Severino will be back. Montgomery, there's a good chance that he'll be back then too. So. I mean, we talk about um, having, like, a gluttony of, I don't even know if that's the right word, but um, too many pitchers, but, like, if you think about it, if everybody's healthy and everybody's throwing, um, you have Severino, um, Paxton, Tanaka, Hap, CeCe, Herman, and Montgomery. That's seven starters, or obviously they won't run with that, but, like, you give CeCe some extra days, you give Tanaka some extra days, and you can kind of mix things in and, like, Maybe it's, I think you said 150, maybe if he goes up to 175, it's not the worst thing in the world, but hopefully if everybody gets healthy and it's kind of, you work him, you work him into the, to the rotation, maybe have some spot starts, just kind of keep him going and then maybe use him as a, as a long man in the, in the playoffs, if they're there, hopefully, we all think they will be, but you never know, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good problem to have if everything works out.
0: And, uh, you know, don't doubt yourself, man. I think glut was the right word. Nice. I mean, look at How about it's that? it. <laughs> uh, uh, and the last news bullet to talk about here Forbes' article yesterday uh, on Forbes' list of, like, most valuable teams across uh, all sports. The Yanks rank fourth but first in the MLB. Um, they had the side kind of stat that the Yanks are third in average home attendance in the MLB in 2019, which is kind of crazy given. That has been kind of chilly in New York, and there's also uh, everybody on the team is injured. Um, but they rank fourth highest overall behind Barcelona, Golden State, and the Lakers,
1: which uh, I guess sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, those those soccer teams are bananas, like, how much money they, they make, and it's just because it's such a global game. I'm shocked, uh, like, a Man U isn't above there also. I was also shocked that the Cowboys aren't up there, because, yeah. I mean, it's the NFL, and football is king in America, and excuse me, and just that I know that um, uh, Jerry Jones is building literally like a town around their practice facility, so players never have to leave, and I mean, they just have stupid money down there, so I figured it would be that they would be up there, or at least one NFL team would would be up there because they're worth so much money, but um, yeah, I mean, that's what you expect kind of of the Yankees is just... Top of the line, they're a brand that is international and everybody knows about them. But I was a little shocked about football and that, also a little shocked that they weren't bigger than uh, Golden State and the Lakers. Obviously, yeah. the Lakers are the Lakers.
0: Golden State's pretty new on the scene to have that kind of cash.
1: Yeah, they just they're they're moving into that building in San Francisco. Um, I'm not sure the name. Oracle? of that. is it? No, Oracle they're also? they're in Oracle now. I thought now. Um, they were also. I forget the name of it, but they're moving into it. Um, i thought oracle's just buying out every stadium in san francisco sure let's go with that
0: let's move on to uh something that's super important which is the biggest off-season push it's gonna it's gonna be called the chase center the chase center yeah, how about that oh, i'm a chase car remember uh yeah so the biggest thing that happened in the off-season obviously is that uh at the bar the dugout across the street from the stadium um, they added a Taco Bell window in the back, so next to the front door of the dugout is a Taco Bell cantina, which is just like a super Taco Bell. It serves booze, uh, but now when you're in the back in that like dark black hole of a the bar, there's a there's a window right next to the bar where you can just walk up and buy tacos. And I'm in the bathroom at one point, and this guy next to me, pulls up at the urinal, and he's just he's just barehanded a, a cheesy gordita crunch at the urinal. Slippery move. It's a slippery move, but. I mean, I'm not going to say the second time I went, I didn't do the same thing. Well,
1: I think it's interesting that you mentioned the Taco Bell and not the new patio area that the, the, uh, the patio, does, area, patio area is great. Um, it's just kind of like a random ground level roof.
0: <laughs> I'm it's, not really sure yeah, what it's It's the, got that silver roof material yeah, to stand on, but we're on the first floor. Yeah,
1: what it's what's the roof too, but yeah, who knows? Is, but I mean, it's perfect for post-game cigarettes. <laughs> Obviously, you can jewel inside. It's 2019, but you can't smoke cigarettes inside so you just hop out on the roof yeah um with a taco you're
0: good to go it's everything that you want i just gotta say the taco bell decision is probably one of the all-time greatest business maneuvers i've ever seen they're gonna be writing white papers about this for years sure um you're gonna see this in bloomberg but uh okay so another topic i know that you're Wait, hold on what does
1: billy's come with next Oh, what has Billy's count? Yeah,
0: how does Billy's response? There's got to be a like a KFC, Pizza Hut, one of those combo ones, and that <laughs> in that upstairs part. That's all I can think of. I mean, now that I remember, Empanadas Monumental, that place <laughs> that was right below Billy's. Rest in peace, that place closed. Um, so I know this is a uh, thing that's going to get you real hot, Matt, and that's managers wearing uniforms uh, as opposed to pretty much any other sport. Uh, especially when we're talking about soccer and these guys are just looking dapper.
1: Yeah. I mean, soccer coaches are hot. Like we'll just, we'll just keep it at that. Um, but yeah, I never understood it. Even kind of growing up playing baseball and in high school and managers or managers slash coaches are wearing baseball uniforms. Like there's a 55 year old overweight (laughs) science teacher. Wise dude wearing baseball pants. Like, why can't we just keep it at... And, and it's the same now. Like, I got no beat. Well, angry, angry Uncle Larry doesn't look good in a baseball uniform. Joe Torrey didn't look good in a baseball yeah. uniform. Don Zimmer, not not really, man. man. Just throw on some classy khakis. Keep it like Tom, yeah. Co- like Tom Coughlin, like a football coach, like khakis maybe a pullover like these guys don't wear barely wear jerseys anyway he boonies, boonies. always got the leather sleeves yeah he's, he's a big leather daddy uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I picked up
0: when we went to what was it the second game of the season yeah I picked up that leather jacket the varsity jacket that Boon's always wearing the steel of the century uh, they printed the wrong price on the tag saved about 150 bucks and I've been wearing it pretty much every day since
1: yeah Ken wears it to bet
0: um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta stay game ready <laughs>
1: But I didn't, I I never got it, the just kind of, it's just not a good look. Like, khakis, pullover, none of these guys, you never see any of these guys in there, in the jersey anyway, so they're basically just wearing baseball pants and a sweatshirt. Like, uh, chinos, khakis, whatever the hell you want to call them, like, that's, I, I'm start. I, I think we should start this movement. Okay. Maybe throw a windmill
0: Phil Nevin down at third yeah, base just on the field in khakis. Sure. I mean, he looks good in that 88. It's a good-looking number yeah. on Phil Nevin. That's a shirzy Yeah, want. Who if doesn't get, want that jersey? If you're getting a shirzy of anybody in the 2019 Yankees, I think it's Phil Nevin. We talked about this. Who's going to be the guy on when there's the 2019 sporkle quiz that you're going to forget about? Obviously, Phil Nevin's not going to be on there because he's the third base coach. But uh, just thinking about no-name Yankees that you want on a jersey. Yeah. Like, I took one the other day and completely forgot Chris Carter existed. Yeah, Chris Carter. God, don't miss him. Yeah, I hope I still remember... uh, Hope you're doing well, Chris. (laughs) Yeah, good for you, Chris. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I hope I remember Talkman, the sock man. Yeah. I I feel like I will. He's made Mm -hmm. enough of an impression on me. Um, Pure athlete. Pure athlete. (laughs) Just a born professional hitter. Um, uh, Speaking of which, uh, how about DJ LeMayhew? We'll get to that in a little bit when we start talking about who's been the hottest. But... uh, I think our buddy J.O.B. said the other day that he was born in a lab to be a professional hitter. He doesn't have emotions. Very uh, Chase Headley like Just,
1: just, a, just <laughs> stoic.
0: Just a stoic guy. He's like Chase Headley 5.0.
1: <laughs> Chase Headley always looked like he had a quivering lip, like he was about to cry at any moment. <laughs> he,
0: was the t- he was the Team Reek, as far as I was concerned. <laughs> and oh, by that man, standard, DJ is, you know, Theon, but like at his highest. No. Early we season.
1: Can't, we can't paint <laughs> DJ with that brush. DJ's a stud. Like, yeah, he really is, man. He, it doesn't seem like, I know everybody's obsessed with exit velo. That's the sexy stat right now. His exit velo's got to be at like 60 miles per hour. <laughs> 35. He doesn't really the smoke. Yeah. He doesn't really smoke the ball, hit it hard. I mean, he hits it hard, but it's like, hits it hard right past the second baseman. Yeah. It's 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 almost a little G esque Mm, Um, slapping it. Yeah, all all over the place. Like a lot of base hits to right. Every once in a while, can turn on turn on one little base hit in between the um, shortstop and third baseman. But it's kind of it's nice to see, just because the Yankees of the past, I don't know, three to four years. I just it feels like it's constantly like strike out strike out strike out yeah. he just doesn't strike out and contact like, hitter and it's, and it's amazing what happens when you put the ball in play so I, i'm a big fan and the dude can do everything like he played first base tonight i was shocked yeah. to see him there but like held it down Looked good out
0: there and we were saying before talking about uh geo and you know how long he can stay hot and then andy Hart coming back and saying geo is going to be the third baseman moving forward at least for the moment we're talking about later on near the playoffs, you know, once everybody's back, having DJ at third
1: all yeah. the time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that's kind of the ideal lineup, knock on wood, is um, Glaber at second, DD at short, hopefully everything goes well with him, um, DJ starting at third, Miggy, um, Miggy at the DH, and, and G out in left field. So hopefully everybody's back healthy, and like, like I said before, October's a long way away, but I mean that lineup's pretty dangerous and chd i mean geo's nasty in the field too but he could almost fill that and i mean you won't like this you're more of a toe guy but the enrique wilson role where you can play every um yeah the louis soho every yeah every position on the field if, if if you need them um or just like a spot start something's not working out for a guy um it's good, good, good problems to have, but everybody's got to get healthy first before we start crossing that bridge. That was a big toe guy. I Still miss him. We were—I'm
0: pretty sure we're the same height, so it just gives me a sense of what I'd look like standing next to Judge, standing up at the plate, taking hacks. Uh, and <laughs> one last thing—Judge's <laughs> leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. One last thing to talk about before we move on to our uh, category section, and this is just something to keep an eye on. Uh, Paul Cartier, hes the guy on the organ for the Yankees. I mean, what's he hiding? We don't know anything yet. He might be a great guy. Uh, just the way that it's been going with the seventh inning stretch for the Yanks. Uh, our last two didn't work out so well. What was your guy's name with the big ears? Oh, Ronan yeah, yeah. Tynan. And Kate Smith, Kate Smith's rendition. Uh, never a fan. Yeah, never a fan. I don't think anybody really was, but obviously no one's a fan now. But, you know, just something to keep an eye on is Paul Cartier. Hoping and praying for you, Paul, but, you know, just no skeletons in the closet. <laughs> Cartier, what's that, French? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's French. And French always have. Something hiding them <laughs> yeah, up just, fluffy sleeves. Just ripping
1: cigarettes on the, the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the roof of the dugout post-cube.
0: Yeah, very French. Um, I'm rooting for you, Car. Yeah. yeah, me too. I, I want good things out of you. I wasn't sure where this one was going, but okay, we'll see. Uh, great, and now we're And breaking on on to news great. on the first great. episode of the
1: <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Uh man. Guy's just trying to go home. Um, <laughs> have some ice cream with his an wife. inside scoop, breaking news, 60 minutes here's this piece of shit kid from Hobo can
0: ruin in his life it's the 60 minutes on. It's a tick, 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 tick on Sunday nights, <laughs> what has Paul Cartier actually been up to? Um, Ken turns around <laughs> and him in a leather jacket, pulls his glasses off Uh, alright, so at that point we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back shortly with our 7th inning stretch which are 7 categories and awards uh, we're gonna be giving out every week. So we'll see you in a minute. And we're back. Uh so it's time for the seventh inning stretch. this is the portion. <laughs> yes, <had> read there. <laughs> yeah. This is the uh, portion of the show where we're gonna be giving out seven awards, uh weekly awards, first of which is the Big Bastard Award. Uh, this one comes with a story, so two years ago we're at a game, uh it's twenty seventeen, it's it's early in the season, so Judge is already heating up and making a name for himself. But Still kind of in the height of people making jokes about his size, just like nonstop. Um, and he's still pretty new to the scene. Uh, so we're at this game and there's, uh, this guy sitting behind us with just a heavy New York accent. Just a lot of like, what do you got? A hot dog? Right here? One of those. Uh, and then, you know, it's like the sixth or seventh inning. It's got that lull in the stadium and, uh, judges up and it's just dead quiet. And, uh, You know, Judge takes a pitch, takes another pitch, and just I'm positive that he heard this because this guy screamed this so loud. But he goes, come on, Judge, you big bastard. (laughs) He's been saying that for two years now every time somebody does a big bastard move. Uh, So the Big Bastard Award is for the biggest big man move of the the week. Uh, It doesn't actually have to be a big guy, just somebody that does, you know, what we consider a big man move. So some of the nominees here, Matt, I'm going to throw at you. We got Gary hitting those two bombs against the Twins coming back. He's actually hit three since he's been back, but two in that one game alone. Uh, Voight <laughs> just getting tossed. Windmill Phil throwing, yeah. throwing him home, and he's out by a mile. looks up immediately uh, and just says, why did he send me? <laughs> just, that's a total big man move. Uh, so Voight pumping one in the first inning versus the Mariners. As Kay is saying how much he's struggling, he just hits a bomb to the yeah. left, and he's Mike, pull, and he doesn't, he doesn't pull the ball like that very often with his bomb, so uh, that one was definitely direct in K direction. Uh, we got uh, Geo hitting that bomb in the ninth, and then this just a big man fist pump coming around first. That was fun to see. And then uh, I think this is my vote. Uh, Daniel Vogelbach yeah. from the Mariners. This one's easy. AKA, e, A.K.A. Evil Voight. <laughs> this guy looks so much like Luke Voight. Just just an evil alternate universe version. Uh, he didn't even do anything that's big man worthy. He's just he's just the king yeah, of the big
1: I, man. I don't think he has a hit all year. <laughs> yeah,
0: Vogelbach.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's just... Uh, he. You said it perfectly. He's evil Luke Voight. I was calling him Hato, um <laughs> from Rookie of the Year earlier he's, in the week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, evil Luke Void is just spot on. Like, yeah. um, obviously, I, on a positive note, I'd probably go with uh, Geo hitting that bomb in the ninth yeah, to tie it. that um, fist bump made it, really sold it. Yeah, and, and the Yankees looked done at that point. Um, there was a long rain delay. They gave up a couple um, couple extra runs, I, I believe, tack-on runs, I believe, in the eighth. They had rallies in the seventh and eighth um, and couldn't get anything done. Um, They just kind of it just it just didn't look like their night, and then he smoked that ball to center. So, I mean, Gio's been great, but what's what's his name? Vogelbach. Vogelbach. Yeah, I'm all in. The king of the big people. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's my vote. Uh, I wanted to give it to Gary for those two bombs, but Vogelbach is just one of the biggest bastards you'll ever see.
1: Vogelbach is the type of guy, like, I want Vogelbach on the Yankees in October. (laughs) He's not actually on the team, but somehow he's on the bench. (laughs) Just
0: just bullying people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) Billy Butler. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. bully Butler just used to... Rip on Reek and all the places.
1: Exactly. He's got a couple of New York Yankee Steakhouse steaks in the <laughs> yeah, tunnel. He's
0: the- always freezing them. Yeah, I got a bunch of steaks in my freezer. Come on over. <laughs> yeah, man. Vogelbach's a monster. His Big arms bastard. are huge. Absolute bastard. Uh, okay. So uh, next award. Uh, this is the Billy Brewbaker Award. <laughs> Dr. Billy Brewbaker from uh, Summer Catch which I'm going to go ahead and say is my favorite baseball movie of all time. Sure. Um, so this one goes out for the best quote of the week. Got more nominees than I thought I'd have here, so let me throw some at you here, Matt. Uh, first one is uh, Paulie O'Neill to Michael Kay in the first inning on Saturday. He said, everything you say up here is a jinx. Which I think is just what we're all thinking. I'm good. <laughs> um, lucky he didn't get arrested. You can get arrested for stuff like that, driving around looking like Yoda. Paul O'Neill talking about CeCe <laughs> driving to the stadium. In a full costume and makeup for the May the 4th be with you day. Uh, Paulie's on here a lot. Um, here's another Paulie one. Might pick a fight with my wife and go upstairs to watch a few episodes. And that's him talking about catching up on Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh,. Boone, when they asked him uh, how he welcomes new people to the team, so Jake Barrett, who actually just got sent down for Nestor Cortez. Jake
1: Jimmy Uh, Barrett. Jake Jimmy Barrett. Barrett.
0: Yeah, so uh, I guess he came up, and right before the game started, there's a food line in the clubhouse, and that was the first time that he met Boone, like five minutes before the game. And uh, they asked in the press conference what Boone said to him, and Boone's response was, what's up, bro? (laughs) Okay. Um, Boone's a Cali guy, right? He's a sweet dude. Yeah, he's a sweet dude. Um, and, and then there's, uh, this just happened during this game, Ruko, and when they had the headset on CC, Ruko says to CC, how excited are you that I'm on your roster for the softball game? And CC, without even taking a second, just says, I'm not excited at all. I've seen you swing a bat, (laughs) (laughs) which I got, I got a good kick out of, um, I think I might go with Paul. He's saying he's going to pick a fight with his wife to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm in on anything O'Neill. He's yeah. just
1: great in the booth. Um,
0: Him and Coney, too, especially when Coney, yeah. Coney talks about his wife. Joan uh, Cone. His Joan mom. Cone the queen. Yeah, Cone to Stick Park.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that Joan Cone is the first guest on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Wrote Shout out Joan Cone. Come on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Definitely wrote the forward to Cone's new book. I can't think of the title <laughs> of it, but... Joan Cone is the queen. The cone will stick years. <laughs> yeah, Joan Cone, come on the pod. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anything, Paulie. Like I was thinking the other day, it's like he just has so much fun up there, and it's, he's so entertaining yeah. to listen to. Um, and the fact that he was a complete psychopath was when he was uh when he was a player is like insane to me because he just kind of. Um, He's up there, um, just having a blast, very self deprecating. How about that, Ken? Tell me about Coney or Paulie. Oh, O'Neill. My oh, yeah. bad. Oh, um, that's on me. Like, um, yeah, self deprecating, like making fun of his yeah. golf game. Like, he was talking about shopping at Dick's Sporting Goods the other day. It's just, he's very, very entertaining, and I get a huge kick out of when he makes fun of Michael. Yeah, K. he's always just poking at K. Yeah. I'm A, big a fan lot of, of that. come on, Michael. Okay, Michael. Okay, Michael.
0: <laughs> big fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Next award is the Alex Cora Award. Um, this is for the most cringeworthy moment of the week. Obviously, named after the. Uh, was that a. What was that line he said in that press conference? Uh, is that a quality start? Which was just the most
1: contrived, awkward, fake, cringeworthy thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and it wasn't even about the question. It, it wasn't even about the question that was asked. Well, that, I mean, that was last year. She won't, we won't get into it, but nah,
0: I, just, core is kind I, of, I can't stand core. He's so, kind of a target. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. that's the most cringeworthy moment. So uh, we got uh, Andujar coming back in just two errors in the inning. That uh, first play error where he just completely missed the ball, didn't get his glove down, and then that horrendous throwing error right after. I uh, hate to see that, especially when Geo's been playing so well behind him. Um, just the whole Arizona series in general couple, two games that were super boring, but also could have been won, and just, you know, didn't come up with the big hit when they needed it. Um, Sterling not having a call for Tyro Strada's first home run and literally just blanked and admitted it after, said, I didn't expect him to hit one. It's <laughs> <Just Whoa>. tough. <laughs> tough. That's mean. Yeah, that is mean. Uh, Be better, John. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Sterling. <laughs> Mr. Sterling. Uh, Clint Frazier with those errors, just dropping the ball. That was, that was tough. He got a lot of heat for that, which... I guess it makes sense. Probably should. You gotta make that catch. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I mean, he, he'd probably be one to, he'd probably give himself heat for it. Yeah, so. he will. Yeah,
0: he didn't look happy. Um, and then the final nominee here is, uh, this was a weird thing Kay was doing, so the president of the Yes Network, John Littner, his sister, was at the game. <laughs>
1: Linda? Uh, I think
0: on the weekend, Linda Littner. Uh, she had just gotten eye surgery or something, so she had a big bandage over her eye, but she was at the game, so. She had surgery Monday I think was was there on at the game on a Saturday. Yeah, so shout King out. of you, Linda. Shout oh, out, I hope you're doing well. Shout out Linda Littner. But Kay kept calling her young lady. And, I mean, no offense to Linda. I'm not going to speculate on her age. But, you know, it's not like she was a teenage girl. She was, you know, an, an older woman. Uh, and he just kept calling her young lady, like, over and over again. And it, At the first one, it was like, oh, this is kind of nice. But then it was just like, all right, this is getting weird. Just kept calling her young lady. Uh, so that one probably made me cringe the
1: most. Yeah, but, but it might be Andujar. Weird move by, weird move by Michael. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, 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 don't want to put it just on Andujar um, because Frazier kind of the same way, and I, I, think it's just kind of the Yankees defense as a whole. Um, they all make me, n- at, at, whoever the ball is hit to, except for probably Lemayhew, it Damn. makes me, it makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, Voight looks like he's toppling over every time he catches the ball. Uh, he catches the ball at first or stretches a little bit. It's just nobody's really sure-handed the way kind of Judge and Hicks and D.D. Dee Dee are. They um, just feel good about Guardi. Yeah, yeah. Guardi, too. Um, it just their defense is just a little shaky. Yeah. And I think th- that makes me nervous because, I mean you can give away outs in what's today May 9th or whatever yeah. day it is but like when it comes to October and you're giving away outs and mm. then those outs turn into runs and those are the reasons th- those can be the reasons that you lose that you lose games and then you lose series. so hopefully it kind of tighten up as the year goes on figures some stuff out but yeah I think the defense as a whole is just super shaky and just kind of makes me a little yeah.
0: nervous I'd rather have it happen in May though you're right get it out now know it's a problem and start working on it. Um, okay, so our next category here is the Benny the Jet Rodriguez Award for the best play of the week. Uh, so we got Mabin robbing that three run homer in the fourth. Uh, now this came right after he let that two run homer go in the third, which he definitely could have caught. I thought um, I thought that was a pretty tough
1: play. Like he's not judged. Mabin's what, six one? Judge is six six where like judge mistimed pushes- it though. It was an inch over the wall. Either way, he made, the, he
0: made he made up for it in the next inning with that three run grab, uh, which was pretty incredible play. They still lost the game, but uh, that kept them in it. Uh, we got Urshela who uh, jumped to catch a ball in the third inning, and uh, this was against the Twins. And then uh, in the fourth inning, bare handed one, uh, just two beautiful plays. And then we had Tyro Strata charging at the end of the six with the bases juiced. Um, made it spectacular play that really saved the inning there in a couple runs. And Maven again, sliding in at home to win the game. A real Willie Mays Hayes yeah, slide, just like that was with, just with cool. his leg, you know, kind of caught up there. Uh,
1: yeah, it almost reminded me of Bernie a little bit. Bernie always had sweet slides back in the day where he'd slide in and pop up. And it was just it was just a cool move. I think I'm going to go
0: that three-run homer robbing even though they lost the game anyway, but the slide was pretty good.
1: Yeah, um, that, that play by Cam uh, was was spectacular. Um, if you go back and watch the video, I got a little beef. There was probably, like, an 11-year-old kid sitting there, and literally the ball was going to hit him right in the face. I don't know what the hell he was looking at, um, but if you go back and watch the video, it's wild that... Cameron Raven saves a home run and saves this kid's face. He was finished. He's not even looking at the play. Like, I don't know if we can tweet out the video, but... So I got that kid as a nominee
0: for loser of the week, but, but I, we can talk about it now. See, I take a different approach on this. I think... I mean, the kid had a glove, I'm pretty sure. Like, he could have caught that ball. Either way, catch it with your bare hands. Uh, not even that. Just look at it. Know that it's coming. good. It's literally going to hit him square. In the the face. only thing that I could say defense for him is... Uh, there's no defense. Watch this. The, the people, no. you know, uh, robbing home runs that happened to Glaber, you know, what, two weeks ago, uh, and there's, I'm, I'm afraid if I'm sitting in the front row to, you know, try and get involved in any play. He wasn't thinking that.
1: He was sitting in his seat, probably <laughs> playing a game on his cell phone. There's no defense. You sit in front row. Watch the
0: game. I, I mean, but if he interferes, then he's the villain anyway.
1: That kid wasn't going to interfere. <laughs> I got zero time. That brings up another... Zero point. time for that game. What age
0: do you stop bringing a glove? Like, you got a kid, son or daughter, and they want to bring a glove to the game. At what age are you like, all right, this is unacceptable? Teenager? I think I'm doing it even just before that at 12. After 12, I'm cutting off. <laughs> maybe when,
1: when kids start pitching to you? Like, <laughs> yeah, once like, the dad stop pitching. Yeah, once, once it's not coach pitch anymore yeah. and the kids are pitching to you. Um, if you're yeah, brave, I think maybe 90 feet bases. Maybe that's I a just, good one? If you're twelve years old or if you're in middle school
0: and you're bringing the love of the game, something's wrong. Yeah, until you catch the ball, Cap. And you guess why you got hands, man. That's a
1: great point. It's a good point. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure, but that that's a that's a good question. All I right. wasn't
0: expecting that one. Nice one, Ken. Yeah. Uh okay, so uh next award is the Rotten Tomatoes Award for if wait, gonna-
1: wait, 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 I, I was a big fan of the Tyro Estrada play. Coming in with the bases loaded. Oh, charging it! Yeah, I thought that play was huge. Um, um, that was a tough play. He
0: was tough. coming full speed. Yeah, absolutely. Collect the ball and and just beat the throw too.
1: Yeah, so it's a big time play where it's like it's not the most spectacular play, but what we we're talking about before <laughs> with this with the defense, it's like you're not sure of all these yeah. plays, so it's like it's not a root, it's not a routine play, but it was a really really nice play and, and, and saved them a couple runs, which yeah. eventually helped them win the game.
0: Okay. Uh, Next award is the Rotten Tomatoes Award. So this is if, given the team's current state, looking back the last week, if you had to add one fictional player to the team, who would it be? We're obviously going to go with baseball players here as fictional players. uh, Our nominees, and feel free to throw out another one if you got it. We got Eric Van Leemer, the stud pitcher, who uh, turned down two mil from the Dodgers in summer catch. (laughs) Uh, Ken's a big summer catch fan. uh, We got McReynolds, played by Tyler Hoechlin in... Uh, everybody wants some. Who is this guy? Might be the best actual baseball player that's ever been in a movie.
1: If you haven't seen the movie, you should
0: watch it. It's pretty awesome. It's very funny. Great movie, but this guy can rake. He's got a great looking slide. Yeah, uh, cool mustache. He's, he's that. He's that power bat that were a couple of games in Arizona yeah. uh, that really could have popped.
1: Yeah, um, he's a le- he's a lefty. Would be great on the short porch in the Bronx. Yeah, great mustache. Yeah, almost um, looks like Mattingly a little bit. It does look like Mattingly. I'm You're a right. American.
0: Yeah, uh, Tyler Baseball. Um, so, Miles Dalrymple, which I know you're a big Miles Dalrymple guy, who's the center fielder for the Chatham A's. <laughs> and, uh, Another summer catch guy. Yeah. Uh, Theme. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last option here is Wild Thing from Major League. Uh, there were a couple games where of probably just shut it down a little bit earlier. You know, now maybe it's not the closer. Maybe we're pulling him out in the seventh, <laughs> shutting <laughs> down some of those high leverage situations. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with McReynolds, because I'm a big McReynolds guy, but also I, I think that power bat would have been huge in a couple of those games, especially Arizona.
1: Yeah, um, I'll probably go Van Lemer. I, I, I was thinking that maybe I was going to sh- throw Shane Falco in here, um, I, know he's a, <laughs> yeah. I know he's a quarterback. Miles and miles of heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got miles and miles of heart. I bet he pitched in college. Yeah. Um and John Wick Three is coming out in in a week, so, <laughs> yeah, so I'm all in on um, Falco. Put Keanu in the game. Falco's um, the original Shohei Otani. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm probably, just doing it on both yeah, sides of the ball. Falco. He's got miles and miles of heart. Um. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm going Van Limer. Van Limer. Yeah. I mean, he's an all-time scumbag. But he um, needed that. Uh, I especially think he, yesterday going down 10-1. Like I think that I think he comes yeah. in and pitches for Lwazica, um, Maybe throws a a three-hit gem through seven. Yeah, and then he pitches in two weeks and he's terrible.
0: Yeah. Um. So
1: I I, I want to say Falco. Um. Because John Wick. <laughs>
0: um, and, I'm a, and I'm a huge. <laughs> but it's a different sport. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that might be the issue.
0: I mean, Falco's a great player, but, you know, he blew it in the Sugar Bowl. Um, Okay, and our our final two awards uh, are, first, the Loser of the Week. So this is called the Toby Flenderson Award. So it's who's taking the shuttle back to Scranton. Uh, Who's Toby Flenderson? He's the guy from The Office that Michael Scott Um, hates, the HR guy. I've never seen The (laughs)
1: Office. I'm sorry. Really?
0: Jesus. Um, So uh, this is who lost the week. They don't. Ne- we wouldn't necessarily say we're going to send this person back to Scranton. It's just a turn of phrase. Uh, so we got Paxton going on the IL, which was tough. Um, it looks like he's going to be out for about three weeks, too, which isn't fun. Because uh, they originally said he might be back at the end of 10 days. Uh, Tyler Wade. So he played two games this last week. Zero hits. Sent down to the minors. He bat, his slash line was 204-316-204. That's over the that's over the season actually for twenty games and that's that's tough especially talking all that confidence and trash when he when he didn't make the team out of at a camp, uh, so that's a tough showing and getting sent down. Uh, Miggy coming back, so far batting uh one and five, one hundred and fifty, one hundred and five, and he's got two errors. Just tough, especially with kind of people,
1: hot on Geo right
0: sure. now. Um, so that's not a good look for him. Um. Voight, so Voight's not been that bad uh, compared to Miggy and Tyler Wade, but six games this last week, 143, 250, 429. He went three for 21. He did have two home runs, but he lost his streak uh, that he had going since last season um, of his on-base streak, and he was thrown, at, thrown out at home and second in consecutive innings, I think, or maybe two innings apart, uh, which was pretty outrageous. Zach Britton, who's just been struggling, he pitched two innings this week. To a 13.5 ERA on the week. Gave up three hits, three earned runs, a home run, and only had two Ks. Not great. Um, And then the last option was your your guy, the little kid, uh, that almost took the fly ball to the face. That kid (laughs) stinks. So, uh,
1: who you got here? Do good in school, enjoy your summer, but you stink. I'm going Tyler Wade. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't think I'll ever pick Luke Voigt to be a loser of the week because I think, like... I think Luke, Luke Woods just, like, still can't believe that he's the starting first baseman for yeah. the New York Yankees. Um, and, like, his numbers are still really good. He gets on base a ton. I think he's got 11 home runs, close to 30 RBIs, if not 30 RBIs. So, he's doing a good. He's doing a really good job. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I wasn't a believer, um, probably yeah. on opening day, where I was, like, I was expecting it to be more of, like, a, a Shane Spencer type thing, and not that Shane Spencer wasn't a good good ball player, but... Everybody remembers when he came up, and it was just kind of out of this world. And then he was he was decent. He played on that team for a few years, but it was never what it was. So I was kind of expecting a little bit of that out of Boyd, but he's been great. Um, who was um, who was the first one? Paxton on the IL, and, and then T. Wade.
0: Miggy's struggled since he's come back, which is just not good timing. Obviously, he's got to get you know some of his timing in the box back, but also those two errors, uh, Zach Britton. Just been struggling hard, and that little kid that almost took the flat ball to the face. Yeah, I, I've said enough about that little kid. Um,
1: but uh, T. Wade, I, I I think that there's always been such high expectations, and it seemed like he started to figure a little a little bit out um, on the West Coast trip, and I guess it's kind of kind of falling off a little bit. It seemed like he was doing a little more slapping the ball around, bunting, yeah. using his speed, getting on base, making plays, um, uh, which worked. But I guess there's there's just been so much expectation with him and it just kind of hasn't worked out which is too bad because yeah. you love his speed it's kind of an aspect of mm-hmm. out, out, outside of guardy but guardy doesn't even uh, steal that much um it's a it's an aspect of the game that the yankees have never had so i've always been kind of rooting for him and, and he's great in the field he's made he made a couple great plays at second base um uh but that's that's things so i guess i'd have to go with uh T. Wade. Uh, and, and also, uh, now after this podcast goes out, I guess, what's the guy's name? Paul Cartier? Paul Cartier. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, not yet.
0: We're still holding out hope that he's going to be a good guy. Just, yeah, I hope know, so. History's any, any uh, kind Ken, of mark here. Ken ruins his week. <laughs> I hope not, Paul, if you're yeah. listening. i sorry, it's man. It's his
1: kid's first communion tomorrow, and everybody's going to be staring at him. Uh,
0: we're, pull- we're pulling for you, bud. Um, okay, and then our final uh, award here is the jersey of the Week. If you're going to get uh, go to Modell's and, and buy a jersey based on one of the players from this week, who's it going to be? We got uh, CC, obviously his 3,000th strikeout. Um, not much else to say about that one. That's a pretty obvious candidate. Uh, we got Gary coming since he's been back. He's played six games, uh, 294, 400, 824 with three bombs. Another thing about Gary, you know, everybody's always saying he's lazy and whatnot. Uh, saw a good tweet the other day that said his he went he's motoring from first to third, uh, and his sprint speed was 26 feet per second, and uh, that's two feet per second up from what he was uh, last year, Matt.
1: So, uh, you know. Yeah, and, and I think, obviously, his defense hasn't been great, but I, th- I think the Yankees catcher's defense and, this might be the theme of the podcast coming from me is kind of bagging the, the Yankees defense. Yeah, tighten it up. They don't throw anybody out stealing. Like, I feel like you can steal at will on these guys. Um, yeah. And it's it, it just the, the, the catching defense has been great. And I'm a big fan of Roe. I think he's a great backup catcher. It just, it just has been great. And I know I know it's early, so hopefully they, they figure stuff out. But I, I, I know that people have a lot to say about Gary's throwing errors and that happens. Some plays aren't made at second base, so hopefully it just gets a little better because it's it, it can be scary yeah. where, who was it again? The, the guy from Kansas City could just run at will. Yeah. Billy Hamilton, is yep. that his name? Yeah, that guy's a jet. So. Yeah, he's fast. Like, um, anybody with that kind of speed can can really kill the Yanks, so hopefully they, they figure some stuff out there.
0: But uh, uh, on a Sorry more positive note, uh, for Gary... Saw a tweet from Katie Sharp. If you're not following Katie Sharp, she's incredible. I think she's now working with the uh, Talking Yanks boys. Does she follow um, you? Not yet. Wow! Um,
1: <laughs> giving her the plug. Hey Katie, follow back. Come on the yeah. pod. Holy uh,
0: yeah. Uh, we might have Joan Cohn next week, so you might want you <laughs> might want to hop on. It's a good week to come on. Uh, so she tweeted out the other day that uh, Gary had his tenth multi-homer game, and it's been in 231 games, so the most multi-home run games as from Yankee Kenchers. Jorge has the most with 16, uh, and it took him 1,500 games to get there. Yogi's second at 15, took him 1,600 games to get there. Bill Dickey's got 15 multi-home run games. That's, it took him 1,700 games to get there. Gary's got 10 so far, so trailing a little behind, but he did it in 231 games, which is pretty outrageous. Yeah, he's a, he's such a monster. Um, so getting back to it, week we had CC, we had Gary. Uh, DJ, I mean, this guy is just unbelievable. Uh... This past week, he played in five games, slash line 500, 571, 556, four RBIs in that walk-off single after Gio's home run. And here's just a note. On the season with runners in scoring position, he's at 29 at-bats, 517, 528, 552 with 16 RBIs, and uh, runners in scoring position with two outs, he's uh, 474, 524, 474 with 10 RBIs, which is nuts. Those are numbers, Ken. With the stats, those are numbers. Wow, Ken. Uh, so I mean, DJ's pretty much been a candidate for Player of the Week pretty much every week. Um, obviously, when he besides when he was hurt. Uh, so we got Geo. Geo six games, three seventy five, four forty four, six twenty five. He had three RBIs, that big homer. Um, and I'm gonna say something, Matt, about his fielding. Looked up some stats. It's not as good as people are giving him credit for. He makes some flashy plays. He's also got. Uh, if we want to talk, if we want to go in deep, we got the ultimate zone rating negative point three. I don't want to go in deep. Drs, he's got uh, minus two. But cool. layman's terms, four yeah. errors in twenty six games. Cool. Yeah,
1: he made he made an error the night um, uh, the night he hit that home run, which led to uh, a couple runs, um, which made the rally a little bit sweeter for him. But um,
0: yeah, based on those stats, he's actually hurting the Yankees more than he's helping. <laughs>
1: Sure. If if that's what you want to say, I um, will agree he hasn't been great, but I I feel like he's better than Andujar, which is yeah, not saying Yeah, low enough. bar, but
0: you know, he's he's made some flashy plays, so I guess uh he's just kind of catching people's attention. That's why that people tend to say that he's a great fielder. Um, but he's definitely had made some plays that have helped the team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, and he's just another guy in that next man up mentality that they have. Like, everybody was kind of, I think O'Neal mentioned it the other day on the broadcast where it's kind of, hey, as long as this guy's playing great defense, um, uh, and we'll, we'll kind of take what we can get with him at the plate, and he's just been fantastic at the plate. So he had another big hit tonight, which... Uh, turned out to be the game-winning hit because Chapman gave up a home run in the ninth, which would have tied it, tied it at one-one. So I mean, can't say enough about uh, Gio. He's yep. been fantastic. Uh,
0: we got three more nominees here, uh, which is pretty good. Good week if you got seven nominees. So the next one is Tommy Canley. Oh. I mean, four no games, <laughs> four <laughs> games, uh, three and a third innings pitched, no earned runs, point uh, nine whip. Just he's been. Out of control this year, and it's got to be because he stopped drinking like fifty Red Bulls a day. Was it? What was the number he was at? Like he was having like seven Red Bulls a day.
1: I mean, you you're the stats guy, Ken. You just buried, <laughs> you just buried all those stats, and now you don't know how many Red Bulls that Tommy. Canley I'm pretty shared. sure it was
0: about seven a day and like three cups of coffee, which is why he always looks like he's about to snap. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Canley looks like he's crazy. Yeah, he,
1: he Tommy Canley's a cool guy. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, he, he's another guy that. I mean, had a down year last year after coming over from the White Sox, and he was just awesome out of the bullpen um, that year. And then it was kind of like, and he he seemed like he was the throw-in with uh, in that trade when they got Robertson and uh, Frazier, two guys who aren't on the team anymore, and Canely's still here. And I mean, he's bounced back um, yeah. and and been just absolutely incredible. And when Batansis Batansis gets back, hopefully, and then. With Kainley pitching as well as he can, Adavino was awesome again tonight. It's just kind of that bullpen just keeps getting better and better, and you, you never know um, who's going to come out of it. Britain was great again tonight, even though Britain has been a yeah. a little shaky. But uh, if that thing's if that whole uh, bullpen's clicking, they're scary, yeah. man.
0: Uh, and our last two Tommy, finalists. Tommy, treat yourself here. to a Red Bull. Yeah, Tommy, great. go have a sugar free Red Bull, man. You did it. Uh, the last sugar, <laughs> not. The last two nominees uh, both don't play for the Yankees. One, uh, John Ryan Murphy. Oh, yeah. He struck out uh, <laughs> yeah. to be CC's three thousandth K, and also he caught Mariano's last uh, pitch ever. Yeah, which is pretty outrageous that this guy will not be remembered. Really, no offense, JRM, but uh, nobody's really going to remember him uh, for much that he's doing on the field, at least for as a Yankee. And uh, now he's just kind of
1: cemented himself into into the lore. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they show that picture of him. Um, when G and uh, Pettit come out and take uh, Mo off the field in, what was that, two 20, 2014, yeah. 2013. And he's just like, oh my God, what the hell am I doing?
0: Hey man, JRM, yeah. I'm rooting for you. Hope you have a great summer. Same. Uh, and then uh, Linda Littner, you know, yeah. bouncing back, eye surgery, the young lady just, I mean, at the game. With a patch over her eyes, so showing a lot of guts there. Yeah, she might kill
1: Cersei. <laughs>
0: yeah, so we got CC, Gary, DJ, Geo, Lee, Sean Ryan Murphy,
1: or Linda Littner. I mean, it's for me, it's CC. Yeah, it's tough. Um, it's got to be CC. Uh, somebody asked me that night if he's a Hall of Famer, and I didn't. I never realized that there was such a small amount of people so on that the, seven, seventeen on that list. There you go. So yeah I mean th- that I didn't realize that that list was that small uh, I mean CC's been great I what a I what's he been on the Yankees this is his tenth tenth year 11th season whatever whatever it is but it's I mean that guy can play on my team any day um, yeah. from when he first came over which is mowing people over to now watching him the other night and he's just not even touching 90 but nobody like, it's it, it's almost like it's like what's it high arc softball where everybody just like pops out and nobody hits the ball hard that's what it looked like everybody's just like popping up to the yeah. shortstop popping up to shallow center uh, center field so I mean CC we love you congrats yeah. to you come on the pod yeah. uh, and drove and drove to the stadium looking like yoga <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and I thought it was super cool he was giving out um, yeah uh, that is cool the bobbleheads dressed as yoga and that's, the Babe
0: Ruth Plaza
1: yeah. Uh, CeCe's just a stud. You think he was giving out um, bobbleheads just being like, that's for you, bitch. That's for you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: the little kids. Nobody's, nobody's safe. Yeah, to that little kid in right field. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he goes yeah, so nobody's circle. safe. That kid's uh, playing with his bobblehead I'm, I'm giving it to John Ryan, Mur- John Ryan Murphy. I mean, CeCe was already, his, his legacy was already set. We knew he was going to get there. Uh, JRM didn't, so big week for him. And big JRM um, guy got the <laughs> jersey in the mail. <laughs> jersey's We're in the Diamondbacks jersey. We camped outside of Modell's tomorrow morning, um, and that's it for the uh, seventh inning stretch. Our seven categories presented by uh, Frozen French Bread Pizzas. <laughs> We're not actually sponsored by any Frozen French Bread Pizzas. So we'll keep it unbranded for the moment. Just hoping somebody who makes yeah. Frozen French Bread Pizzas listens to this pod and uh, yeah. and wants to sponsor we're making us. our own <laughs> yeah we got a couple <laughs> warming on 375 in the oven right now stale
1: bread shredded mutts okay some, uh won't say the type of song uh
0: so that's it for uh the pilot episode of mime and talk upcoming this weekend matt we got yanks in tampa uh friday saturday sunday 7 10 6 10 1 uh we got Herman, CeCe, and Tanaka on the bump, and a possible return from Aaron Hicks. Uh, Mm -hmm. They said there's a chance he's down in Tampa right now, so he might just join the team. If not, it looks like... uh, (laughs) Where else could he be? (laughs) There's a chance he's in Tampa. If not, where is he? Uh, Looks like if he doesn't come back for the race series, he'll probably be back for at least the O's, uh, which will be Monday through Wednesday in the Bronx. Matt? When's, Good. A, when's a Snell, is Snell pitching? I think Snell's pitching Sunday. All right. For uh, Mother's Day baseball. You flying, you flying down there sitting next to Dickie V? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with uh, more thoughts about Red Bull and frozen French bread pizzas.
1: Joan Cohn, come on the pod. Come on the pod, Joan. Mrs. Cohn, sorry.